BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Hear from those who cover the NBA on a daily basis. Back to CJ, pop another three. Oh! Rumble, young man! Straight away! Rumble! Heat check at the best possible time. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I am Joe Cardosi, joined by the strapping Jim Eichenhofer. Jimothy, man, you are uh, just a man about town. You got some gym interviews that we're going to have later. Uh, after that huge must win for the Pels that they did win. And uh, our guest today is going to be Mr. John DeShazer, who is back on the radio calls here at home. He is cancer-free. So glad that the man is back in town and uh, on the call in the games. Brings such a great energy, and uh, we just love him. He has been awesome. Uh, Jim, it seems like our mood, it, it, whether or not we're on antidepressants, you can almost tell uh, by the thing. It's It's... Uh, we just got to claw our way into the play-in. Or we're getting that six seed, baby. Boy, today I feel like I can maybe cut my hair a little bit. The Alfred Payton hair may not happen. Yeah, I'm with you on the point about the mood swinging. I mean, I think just that win Wednesday, as crazy as it might sound, has definitely uplifted people around yeah. here. I think people are feeling a lot better about things when you – I mean, it was a win that they badly needed um, to be able to do that against Dallas and be get a win against Kyrie and Luka – and uh, hold them down offensively, at least for the first three quarters, yeah. was big. And then if you look at the um, developments from around the West, including a lot of teams that are very relevant to the Pelicans in the standings, yeah. it is amazing to think about the difference between Monday night, that game ends in Sacramento. Probably shouldn't I probably shouldn't even have brought that up again. Yeah. Oh, and gosh. then now after that win Wednesday and then going into this weekend with two also very significant opponents, it, it is funny. I, I, 
personally, I mean, I do feel a lot better about the picture yeah. overall, and it just took one win to do that. Look, that that's the state of the West, especially mm-hmm. right now. You look at, uh, we're going to get into it with John DeShazer a little later, so I uh, don't want to get into it too much here, but man, the Grizzlies dealing with a lot. Uh, the Suns uh, with that te- Kevin Durant turned ankle uh, during warmups. Uh, the Luka situation with the Mavs, and, and honestly, just the way they've been playing, even when he's on the floor. I, I don't know, if you're a hopeful Pelicans fan, which I hope you still are, uh, there, there is a lot to look forward to, especially in this upcoming stretch. Uh, once again, we're going get, to get into it with JD, but man, this home stretch and uh, these road games after, I feel like this pretty much defines the season. It really could. I mean, I think this homestand could be something that we look back at when the regular season is over and say that this was a turning point. Hopefully that we say that in a positive way as yeah. far as it being a turning point. But I mean, yeah, th- this weekend specifically to can you get into the play-in tournament? This weekend is massive because yeah. you're playing Oklahoma City and Portland, two of the teams that are beh- right behind you in the standings. Yeah, another heels. Utah's the other one that is kind of a threat in terms of they're in eleventh place right now. Pelicans don't get to play them again the rest of the season, but kind of um, glad that's kind of that's definitely a scoreboard watch though the Jazz yeah. because you know that it would help the Pelicans a lot for them to not be in the equation anytime they're in there and there's a tiebreaker. Pelicans went zero and three against them, yes. so that's very negative. Um, so, that, but anyways, that's the situation as far as if you're just trying to finish in the top 10, I mean, you couldn't pick a bigger weekend than what the Pelicans are facing right now. And also to your point about the Grizzlies and the, and the Maverick situation, it's interesting. If you look at the schedule, they play each other three times over the next like week and a half. And on one hand, you say like, okay, from the Mavericks perspective, they're going to, they might have a chance to miss John ja Morant in all of those games, which is a huge break, yeah. but the Mavs aren't going to have Luca. So the Grizzlies are going to miss playing yeah. against him. So it's, it's funny. I think those games are going to be really fascinating and very important to not just the Pelicans, but a bunch of other teams, as far as like, what is Dallas going to do yeah. if they have to play a bunch of games without Luca, which it looks like based on the reports that he's going to be out for yeah, a while. So I saw so. The, the MRI was clean, but he's still going to be missing some time. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, the, it's going to be interesting to see what that team is. And it's been weird. The Mavs have been like a get right team for the Pelicans. Like some mm. of the best wins of the season yeah. have been against the Mavs. No doubt. That, that, that early in the season when the Pels were just having to trot out, you know, the bench, uh, mm-hmm. against the Mavs. That big win, I think, felt like a turning point for us in terms really of momentum. Did. And this win right here at home, I, I feel like it was another turning point where mm-hmm. when you saw B.I. go off the floor, it's like, oh, no. Even when, without Luka uh, for them, sure. I mean, it, it was worrisome because we're already shorthanded. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, C.J. had not been red hot uh, the whole game. Uh, he turned it on in the fourth quarter. But yeah, when B.I. went out quarter. and you were just worried about that thumb with C.J. and he's going to have to be the main guy... And man, what a win. And I, it, it, again, to your point, it just feels like everything is is with a fresh set of eyes now. Sure. And, you know, I think we're the last team in the NBA that should be, you know, showing sympathy for other teams' injuries. Yeah. But I think with Luka specifically, if you watch the way he was running around the court and you watch some of the things that have been hampering him lately, they probably really should take a look at sitting him for a while. No, just he to was make wrapped sure up like a mummy right. before he even yeah. went out there. I mean, they had his thigh wrapped up before the game. Right, and I'm not just saying that because obviously it benefits the Pelicans if the Mavs lose a bunch of games, yeah. but I mean, that's definitely a situation that they're going to have to figure out how to deal with. But yeah, I mean, I think they the situation with the Pelicans and the Mavericks specifically took a big turn in terms of the Pelicans' chances just based on great win, but they also tied the season series with them. I mentioned how Mavericks have a bunch of games against Memphis. The next tiebreaker after the 2-2 
head-to-head tie is division record. So that could be huge as well because obviously yeah. Memphis, you could lose a couple or three of those games and then all of a sudden Pelicans have that as well. So, I mean, looking at a bunch of teams, but I'm also very specifically looking at Dallas, especially after what yes. happened Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. And look, we don't want to uh, make you think that we didn't do a, a podcast on Wednesday because we were avoiding the Zion thing. It was an early game. Uh, we had some scheduling conflict stuff that got mixed up. But uh, the Zion update, it did get handed down. We should uh, talk about it. Uh, we've all been waiting for it. It was uh, like Christmas morning, and then it came. And uh, sort of like getting coal in your stocking a little bit. But uh, Zion will be reevaluated in two weeks. Not great news. Not terrible news. Uh, you, you, the yeah. last thing you wanted to hear was, okay, we're shutting him down. Mm-hmm. He's going to need a procedure. Now it sounds like he's progressing. Uh, now two weeks. That sounds like a lot, especially in this stretch where, you know, seems like we really need him. But look, a lot of teams are dealing with injuries. Look at the Grizzlies mm-hmm. uh, atop the, the West. They got no jaw. Brandon Clark's out for the season. Looks like Steven Adams might be out for the season. He's, right. out, he's out for the rest out of the regular season. At least four weeks. Yep. You know? mm-hmm. And then uh, you got the Suns with Durant. He's going to be out two to three weeks. You got yep. Luka and the Mavs. Everyone's getting banged up. Mm-hmm. And so two, two weeks sounds like a lot, but that might be right when you need him the most and everyone else is still banged up. And you got Zion back. Yeah, the way I'm looking at it is hopefully that he'll be able to get back and it would be great if he can finish off the regular season and play at the tail end. But in some ways, based on the stuff that you just detailed, it's almost like you could look at it like it's we're kind of on even playing field with some of these other teams now. Like everyone is dealing with something very similar where they have a very key, crucial guy on the injured list right now who they're hoping to be back within the next two, three, four weeks. So um, it's kind of even things out a little bit, at least specific to Zion and some of the other star players in the West. Yeah, so that's hopeful. But you know what was hopeful about that game also was just seeing some of our own players play the way we know they can. Herb Jones had a great game. Uh, he was actually hitting some shots, played great defense. C.J. McCollum absolutely taking over in the fourth, uh, being the red-hot C.J. that we need in the uh, clutch situations there. And you know, it was great to see Dyson Daniels at the one. It was great to see him running the point. Great to see him back playing good minutes. And uh, you actually got a gym exclusive with Dyson Daniels. How lucky for Dyson Daniels. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. What a what a career highlight that was for it, him to get, to get a Pelicans.com. Hope someone got a picture. And yeah. pe- no, no one did. Uh, I was shooing away all of the, the celebrity. Yes, yeah. exactly. No, uh, yeah, it was, it was great to talk to him. And something that I spoke with him about, too, was I didn't even realize this as I was watching the game that he had six rebounds and six assists until I looked at the box score. But like you just mentioned, you know, he got to play some point guard. He got to kind of distribute, set people up. Um, Herb Jones was fantastic. Like you said, both ends of the floor. He may have had a game or two that I'm not remembering now that was better or more impactful than Wednesday, but I'm not sure that might've been the best game. He's had this year. We needed every point in that game. It it, felt like, and and just Herb to, to to see him making shots just for his own confidence, mm -hmm. uh, just to see him playing the basketball at a level that we know he can play at CJ too. It just mm-hmm. seems like maybe they got their swagger back. A lot of what the, these dry spells, it just seems to get in everyone's head because it's been team-wide. Mm-hmm. To see all of them playing well, it, maybe it just it, it just gels them together moving forward in this homestand. It just, you know, even, even B.I. on the bench, biting Jose. That was one of my favorite <laughs> moments of the season, uh, and we're hoping that B.I. is okay. We, we're we're going to find out in a little bit, but... Uh, you know, it, it just seems like like their their attitude is is good. They are playing well, and, and maybe they got their groove back. You know what Wednesday's game reminded me, too, as well as a lot of last season in terms of Herb was so big last season in some of the biggest games, the biggest moments. He had a great playoffs against Phoenix, just came through, which he did yeah. against the Mavericks the other night. 
when you needed him to play well, he he had, like I said, maybe his best performance of the season. CJ also had a huge play-in game last year against the Spurs, um, had some other moments in the stretch run that helped them when yeah. B.I. was out with the injury that he had in March and April of last season. Without CJ, you maybe you don't make the play-in tournament. So that was big for him to do what he did in the fourth quarter. And one of the things that I also talked about with Dyson Daniels in this gym interview, gym yes. exclusive, gym was for both CJ and Herb, I thought it was great that I noticed this in the first quarter that um, Herb was picking up Luka Doncic 80 feet from the basket, getting in his face. They would The Mavs would inbound the ball to Luka at the other free throw line, and Herb would be standing right there in his face, which was, which was cool to see. Yeah. Not surprising. He's done that before, but we also saw CJ doing that against Luke or against uh, Kyrie Irving, where he would pick him up deep in the backcourt. Um, that's not something that CJ does a ton, but it seemed like it was a really effective part of the game plan of Dallas relies so heavily on those two guys that if we can make them work for everything, if we can yeah. really run them and with the condition that Luca was in, I think that was even a better strategy or more effective way to go about the game because he looked worn down quickly by the second quarter. He looked like he was dragging his leg and dragging himself up and down the court. So it was rough. So that was one of the things that Dyson Daniels talked about was just how well the Pelicans played defense and some of the things that they did to make it tough on Dallas's two stars who neither of whom had good games in terms of efficiency shooting wise. Um, The other thing too, I should mention before this clip is at one point Dyson randomly mentions how it seems the, random. One of the most important things for Dyson to do is to get the ball to people like Herb. And that was because Herb kind of just walked by in the background. I didn't see Herb, so I'm not sure if Herb gave him a look yeah. or he just kind of nodded towards yeah, him. Because if like, you're listening, you're like, what? You mean the spot up shooter, Herb Jones? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's because Herb Jones passed by. Let's get to this exclusive, Jim exclusive, Jim with Dyson Daniels. I think one of the things that stood out when you look at the box score of this game is um, I know you guys focus on trying to slow down Kyrie and Luka. Mm-hmm. I mean, they both had, had numbers, but, I mean, they took a lot of shot attempts. I mean, what did you think of just the job that you guys were able to do against them defensively? Yeah, I mean, you know, our game plan was just to wear them down. You know, they're great players. They're going to get the ball. They're going to make shots. It's just to make life tough on them and then tire them out. Um, and, you know, obviously... I think, you know, we had Herb, you know, started on Luca and, you know, we had, I think CJ was on, on Kyrie. So those guys did a really good job of, you know, wearing them down, making them take tough shots. And, you know, that's, that's the engine for their team. So they're, they're going to make shots, but you just got to, you know, make sure they're tough and, you know, make sure we wear them down. You mentioned um, Herb's defense. I mean, what did you think about the impact that he made overall? It just seemed like this was one of his best games of the season. No, nah, for sure. Herb's, you know, a great player, you know, not just on the defensive end, the offensive end as well. He knows how to, knows the spots to get to, you know, he's a great cutter. You know, he's, he's shooting. The, he's been shooting the ball pretty well lately, and you know, his rebound the ball as well, really, um, really well. So, just seeing him have an impact on both ends of the floor because he's always been doing on defensive end. He's, he's evolving an offensive player, and it's um, it's really helping our team. Yeah, he had four offensive rebounds. It seemed like he scrapped for all of them. Like none of them were easy. He had to kind of yeah. battle with a couple guys every time for those. Um, how do you describe what CJ was able to do in the last three or four minutes of the game? You know, he just put our team on the back. You know, he, uh, they made a run. They made some threes and. You know, CJ has put us on his back and, you know, went to work. 
And, um, you know, when you're feeling it, you're feeling it. CJ was feeling it, so it was good to see, uh, you know, you make like four or five threes in a row, however it was. Um, it, was a, it was great to see. I think one of the underrated things when you look at this game too that might have kind of gone under the radar was I mean, you were plus 21 and you're plus minus mm-hmm. and you had six rebounds and six assists and sometimes people just look at scoring. I mean, what, do you, what, what did you think? I mean, obviously you're trying to get back into the rhythm after you had been out for a while. I mean, what did you think of, of how you played tonight and contributed? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I played pretty well, you know, just making the right play. Um, you know, coming off screens, you know, their low man was in a lot, so the shake-up passes there. A few times the lob, lob was on, so for me it's just about making reads, making sure that, you know, I bring my defensive intensity every game, and, um, you know, coach, you know, wanted me to run the second unit today, so it was good for me to, you know, play with the ball in my hands and, you know, um, dish it out a little bit, so... You, you were consistently, like, you know, in the rotation contributing for the first bunch of months of the season, but then you have the ankle injury and you were out for a month or so. Is that yeah. something that you've ever experienced before as far as having to be out that long with the, with the injury? I mean, you know, that's basketball, you know, sometimes you're in, sometimes you're not. Um, you know, it can be tough to come straight off an injury and start playing minutes and have your rhythm back. So, you know, we're in a tough stretch, you know, we wanted to win games um, and, you know, we're still in a tough stretch. So we need to uh, make sure that, you know, we're putting our best unit out there that, you know, going to go out there and get it done. And, um, you know, I understand that, you know, I just come off an injury and I wasn't playing well, so i got to earn my spot back in the rotation. But um, for me, it's just about bringing it every night, you know, bringing that effort, the intensity and uh, you know, getting the ball to people like her. <laughs> I mean, do you feel like you're you're progressing like physically from the injury that you're back to like being a hundred percent or close to a hundred percent? Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, every game I'm getting getting better. You know, just my lateral movement. Um, you know, that's probably the last thing that you know comes with an ankle injury, and, and I'm starting to feel good moving laterally. Um, God, Curry, you know, it's a lot of moving laterally tonight, so it was good to you know make sure that um, you know, I'm just you know feeling a hundred percent out there, moving well, and um, I am. I am feeling good. Last time, I know you went through kind of something similar to an NBA schedule in terms of travel and stuff like that in the G yeah. League. But I mean, what's it been like? For example, you guys just had a stretch where you had like one home game in a yeah. month. I mean, what, what's it been like just adjusting to um, all the travel and just being? I mean, you must be happy to finally be able to kind of get settled back home and like unpack. Yeah, exactly. It's tough. You know, the NBA schedule is tough. You can have two weeks at home and you can have two weeks on the road. So for us, our schedule's been tough lately. We've been on the road playing some good teams. So um, it's good to be at home, you know, just to settle in my own bed, you know, uh, get, get some familiar food and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it was a tough stretch for us. And, you know, we're in a tough patch right now where we need to win games to put ourselves in a good position to, you know, make a playoff run. And, um, you know, I'm happy with, you know, how we started off tonight. Hopefully uh, we can turn things around. Thanks, man. Thanks. Great stuff from Dyson Daniels with Mr. Jim Eichenhofer. Uh, you were you were roving about because he wasn't the only one. Trey Murphy, he had himself a good game. That double clutch dunk made me hop out of my chair. That was uh, great. I love that he carried that over from the uh, from the dunk contest. So uh, man, and he was fouled on that. Should have gotten there, but. Anyway, it was uh, it was great to see Trey Murphy have a good game too because uh, he's been struggling a little bit as of, as of late, and uh, it was good to see the kid get his his groove back. I thought he set the tone with not just his dunks that he had in the first half or earlier in the game, but just the way that he played overall. I think he contributed to the defense as well. Um, it's always fun talking to Trey because I think Trey actually enjoys the challenge of trying to come up with something funny or some some unique response to even yeah. some of the most mundane questions He's a funny dude. he and I, he or some of the other reporters have for him. But yeah, Trey uh, starts talking about at the beginning of this clip, he starts talking about how 
uh, CJ, I mean, incredible fourth quarter. He had 16 points. A bunch of those were in the last couple minutes when Dallas made the run and things were starting to get a little nervous. Mm-hmm. They were starting to be, a, it was getting a little nerve wracking. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you know, the guy who's probably accomplished the most in the NBA, been to the playoffs a million times, has a goal of trying to be there now 10 years in a row if the Pelicans can get in this year. Yep. But Trey basically just gives his succinct description of what C.J. McCollum was able to do in the last few minutes of that game. How do you describe what C.J. did in the last you know, three minutes of the game or so? Uh, in about two words, very tough. Very tough. Um, he, was in very, he was in shots like you know, he's supposed to. That's the C.J. McCollum that I know. And... Um, you know, he, he brought us he brought us there uh, in the clutch, and I was very, very happy for him. What did you think of the, the team defense? I mean, obviously they broke out a little bit in the fourth quarter, but they only had 65 points through three quarters, and they've averaged like 120-something lately. Mm-hmm. What did you think about just your guys' defense against them? It was just all collective effort, and, uh, you know, guys were just contesting. And, you know, that's a good team out there, so, you know, they're going to hit shots eventually. So, you know, just got to withstand those runs and play together as a team. Do you feel like you did a good, did a good job of making like Luke and, and um, Kyrie work harder for their shots? Like they didn't have efficient games. Absolutely. I mean, we have we picked them up full. You know, just pestering them. You know, like denied them the ball, all that stuff. So you know, it was very, very um, effective. Great stuff from Trey Murphy. You know, actually, uh, in his post-game interview with our own Aaron Summers, uh, he had waved you know CJ off. He was trying to cool him down for his TV interview, and uh, he said in our in our radio interview, he's like, "I don't know who that other guy was, but uh, I know this CJ. That's my CJ." So he even talked about you know CJ's dry spell and and sort of addressed it. And it was great to see CJ just come alive and and basically carry us uh, to the finish line in the fourth. Uh, you, you, you should know, our own Todd Graffinini never wavered, never got nervous. Uh, he was just a rock. Oh, good to hear. Yeah. That's yeah, good to hear. Yeah. We we're making progress, not just in the standings and in the win column, but in yeah. the radio booth Unflappable, as well. Unflappable, that guy. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was a great win. We needed it. It did get nerve-wracking there, uh, but it was great to get. Hey, let's get to uh, Mr. John DeShazer. He is back in the radio booth for our home games. He is once again, cancer-free. We want to applaud the man. Let's open up the studio doors and let in your radio color analyst. So glad to have him back, Mr. John DeShazer. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Joining us on the Pelicans podcast, it is the return of the Mac cancer-free Mr. John DeShazer. Man, I'm so glad to hear the good news, and um, I'm even gladder almost to have you back 
in the saddle. Two sweet words came for free. Um, yes. I was waiting on those, and I was really glad to hear them. And uh, then, of course, you know, you get the clearance to go back to doing the things that you are accustomed to doing, which is, you know, work, um, if, if you want to call calling games work. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, just to be able for the doctor to say, look, get back to, to life, get back to doing what you normally do uh, was a big, big, big relief. So, man, it, it was a huge sigh of relief. Good to get back on the broadcast. Better to get back on the win. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, it's the John DeShazer thing, man. It, you're back on the broadcast. They did it for the Gipper here. Uh, they did it for the Gipper, if it's John DeShazer. Yeah. Uh, you got to say. So, man, that was a huge win. Uh, Jim and I were talking about it a little earlier. It just felt like uh, the whole atmosphere it just around the building, uh, even on Twitter, where it really matters, we all know. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's changed, man. It just seems like the atmosphere is different around the team. You know, I, I always say, you know, I never call a game a must win until it's an elimination game. And yes. if you lose that game, you, you, you're you eliminated from the playoff. You know, I always say that. They needed that game Wednesday. Yeah. They needed that game. You know, losing six out of the last seven and, you know, floundering from the all-star break. They needed that game. They needed something to feel good about. And kind of the way they got it uplifts you because, you know, you don't expect Brandon Ingram to twist his ankle and not be able to finish, not, not finish the game, not yeah. play the second half. And then C.J. McCollum to give you 16 straight in the fourth to basically put the team on his back and carry yep. the team. Uh, they needed to figure out a way to win. They figured out a way to win. And that's kind of the way it's going to be. I mean, you just got to figure out how to do it because we don't know what's up with B.I.'s ankle. Hopefully, knock wood, that's yeah, only going to yeah. be a, a game, maybe no games, uh, but we don't necessarily know. But they're just going to have to figure out how to stitch it together and win some games while they don't have him and, of course, while they don't have Zion, they just got to figure it out. And So, man, Wednesday was a huge relief. They, they needed something to stop the bleeding. Did you see some similarities to maybe what we saw in the end of last season in terms of the regular season and then obviously the Phoenix series as well in terms of, you know, CJ so clutch in the fourth quarter? Herb, it seemed like he had one of his best games of the season, two way, both ends of the floor. I mean, did you f- feel like – I feel like a lot for a lot of people, that's what, we're tr- what we want to see and what we've been looking for is the team playing without Zion, just repeating kind of what they did at the, during the stretch run of last season. Absolutely. They looked like they had some juice. And, and, and Herb, I think, has just been kind of searching this season, like trying to find out where he fits. And he's just been a little bit off-kilter. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy who moves without the ball. He needs to do that. He's he's not a catch-and-shoot three guy from the corner. I know that show, shot's wide open for him. There's a reason that shot's wide yeah, open yeah. for him. Um, but when he's moving, when he's active, that's the best version of him, and that's the guy that you look at and say, you know what, that's the, that's the first-team all-defensive guy right there. That's a guy who's active, who makes life miserable for the opposing team. So having him do that and just having, you know, Najee Marshall, you just saw the juice in those guys. Yeah. And then it got to the clutch situation and they didn't fold, you know, which is, you know, unfortunately something that we've seen a few times this mm-hmm. season where they got in that clutch and CJ said, okay, I ain't going to let you lose tonight. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen the next night, but tonight we ride and we will not lose this game. And so you, you needed that because – he is your legitimate guy who you expect that out of him. You got to be able to count on these guys and get your production out of them down the stretch. When Willie Green says it's go time. That to me means it's consistency time. There, there's no time for dips. Everybody, all hands on deck, and you got to do what you do every game so that you don't, 
well, you know what, man, it, you know, this guy, he gives you 15 this game, but he gave you eight the next game. Yeah. And then he gives you three the next game, and then he jumps back up to 18. No, 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 no. It's got to be that 14 or 15 straight across so you know exactly what you're getting. So hopefully they have kind of found that mode. Yeah, and that's what's been nice to see uh, is, is in that game you saw CJ come back alive. You saw Trey Murphy have a good game. And uh, Trey Murphy's one of those dudes that, that has been inconsistent as of late. He'll have a, a great game and then just brutal from three-point. Uh, it just seems like he he got his confidence back. And, and a lot of players that haven't been in the rotation have been getting minutes. You saw Dyson Daniels out mm-hmm. there getting some good minutes at the, at the point guard position. You've seen Kyra Lewis getting some run. More Jackson Hayes minutes than I think a lot of people may have expected. What have you seen out of the players that have been getting these minutes, and how do you think it might contribute when we have our full squad back and they are able to come off the bench and not be crucial, integral players that we need right now? How much do you think that's going to help down the stretch? I'm tell you, if you can get Jackson Hayes to play like this all the time, like he's played the last three, four games, yeah. you wouldn't have those moments where he's banished to the bench mm-hmm. for you know, 10, 12, Something 15 games. Something about spring, or Jackson. Yeah, I don't different. know what it is, but if you could just get this version of him, which to me isn't asking – like something ridiculous. It's not like they're saying, okay, go out in the corner and shoot three threes. Mm-hmm. They're just saying, be athletic, be lengthy, run, be active, you know, get some offensive rebounds, fill the lane, catch some lobs, you know, things that he is fully capable of doing. If you can get that version of him all the time, he can stay on the court and be really, really effective. But because you can't, he can't get consistent. He's been minutes. defending competently in these games yeah. too, which has been helpful. Well, he, he he's got all the tools that you would want. He, he's a longer, or could be a longer, Larry Nance. Because he should be able to switch one to five yeah, and guard people. He's got people. the athleticism. Yeah, and guard people and hopefully not foul on the perimeter. You know, just challenge it but not foul people on the perimeter. He's in a more, a more athletic version of Larry. Larry's just got the, the, the veteranship and the know-how sure. to do it. But Jackson has the physical ability to be able to do those things. So those are the things that frustrate you with, yeah. with him when you don't see it consistently out of him. Now, those are the things you like. Man, now he he can do that. Why won't he do that all the time? Right. Yeah. You know, so you know, that's the thing that gets to you. So you hope those guys can find that consistency about them. Trey, you know, they need Trey Murphy. Yeah. He's the bona fide three point shooting threat on this team. Yeah, well, people talk about how we need spacing and on yeah. paper we have it with Trey. It yeah. just hasn't been falling. And I mean, and and the thing is his 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 coaches and his teammates are like begging him to shoot. You know, hey, man, take more. Hey, shoot it from there. Yeah, it's deep, but take that shot. He's got to be more confident in himself in those situations. Now I understand, you know, and he made a nice move off the bounce the other night when he when he punched one because they're going to press him at the three-point line. Yeah. They're not just going to give it to him. But a lot of times he's open enough for that shot to where he can take that shot, and they've got to have him taking those shots. And they've got to have him make some of them, of course, because you're going to have to make that defense extend. It makes life easier for your teammates. J.D., one of the reasons why we love having you back is just talking basketball in general. And it's funny, I was off yesterday, and it seems like the amount of news that happened in the NBA and specific in the specifically in the West in the last 24 to 48 hours is incredible. I mean, the conversation has changed every day or every couple of days lately in terms of what the Pelicans' goals should be, what's realistic as far as them in the standings. But, I mean, based on the million different things that have happened just this week, I mean, how do you look at the, the Pelicans' situation as far as what they should be targeting or what you're, you're, you're trying to – look at as far as like what's the what should the goal be right now in terms of where they finish for example see i i still feel they can they can finish they're in great position to get to a sixth spot now 
I take the play in, of course. Uh, you know, you, you just want to get in yeah, and, and then you there. take the chance. Yeah. Right. But I feel like they can get to a six spot. I, I feel like the schedule is conducive to that now. You don't just necessarily say, hey, you're going to beat a team. But look, they got back-to-back with Houston now. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So They're not even trying anymore. Yeah, you feel like the the schedule's conducive. You feel like these, team, these guys, I think, from last year's experience, understand the ramped-up intensity that you need down the stretch. So I feel pretty confident and I feel pretty good that they can make a move up the standings. And plus, every time you win now, probably playing somebody who's right around you in the standings so you can make significant movement really easily. Mm-hmm. You know, when you got OKC and Portland coming up and the Lakers coming up, that's easily, if you win those games, easily time to jump from 10 to, what, 8, 7, sure, 6? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. really easy. So yep. hopefully they're looking at that. And, and you don't want to look too far ahead, but you know these guys have to understand they're in a really good position right now. Now you got to take care of your business. You got to win your games. You got to. Mm-hmm. You got to. You can't. You know. You yeah. You look at the standings and you look at what's happening. You know this team's playing that thing. That don't mean nothing if you don't win. Sure. You know you got to right. win your games. So they were in a good position to where if they just handle their business, I think they can get out of that play-in situation and get right into it. A lot of people on Wednesday before the game around here came up to me and said. How many games do you think they need to win of the last 16, or how many do you think they're going to win? And I said, I cannot wrap my head around 16 games. Yeah. I, but I can go as far as they have a four-game homestand, which got off mm-hmm. to a great start by beating the Mavs, and then they have the four-game set after that where it's two Houston, San Antonio, Charlotte, which are four teams that are at yeah. the bottom of the standings. Yeah. So I, I've been looking at this the whole time, or at least going back a little ways, maybe a week or two or so, at – where will they? Where can they be after this stretch of eight games, which they're one and zero right now? As Joe talked about earlier in the show, how the schedule definitely gets tougher later because you have that four-game West Coast trip or Western Conference trip, anyways. Yeah. But I mean, can they put themselves in a lot better position by the time that they play Rockets twice, Spurs once, Hornets once? At that point, like you said, JD, they could if they move up a bunch of ahead of a bunch of other teams in the West, and they're in, you know, sixth, seventh. You're, you're looking at, okay, now you could, not that we want to see this, but you could afford to lose mm-hmm. a little bit on that trip. But and you might still be getting Zion the end back the around that time, right. too. Yeah. You know, sure. which is that meaty stretch that, or that tough stretch is right when you need him most. Yeah, yeah, this is, you got to store something in the bank. You can't mm-hmm. be, you know, well, break even in this in this stretch where we're talking about this four-game homestand and then we're talking about Houston and, and, and those games. You can't be like treading water here. Sure. You got you to make your move right here because you got to have something in the bank because the stormy days are coming. Mm-hmm. And just in case the storm catches you, you need something to be able to fall back on. Which, you know, think about it now. In hindsight, you know, there were the stallet days at 23 and, and 12 start. But they built up enough to yeah. where at least they're still in 10th right now. Mm-hmm. As opposed to being in, you know, you know, out of it in, thir- you know, 13th or whatever. Sure. So, you know, you build up a little bit of equity. You keep that. And, you know, you don't want to lose. But if you have a slip... You can weather it because you got a little something. Yeah, I mean, the West is crazy right now. We don't want to slip, as we were talking about, but, I mean, you know, the Grizzlies are dealing with the jaw situation. Brandon Clark's out. Looks like Steven Adams is going to be out for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, You got the Suns dealing with Kevin Durant and his injury. You got Luka dealing with his injury. Uh, You got the constantly hobbled L.A. Lakers as long as they have A.D. on the roster and LeBron's dealing with his own thing. And, uh, man, you you just – you look at the West, and and as you said, it's – it's, it's shaky, you yeah. know, and, and so it just seems like if if you make your, your bones here and then you see that buffet uh, at Houston mm-hmm. and whatnot, that, that just 
It's just such a sweet stretch for us. It's funny too, because I think this is a longer conversation, but something that I've harped on all season that some of the teams that haven't shown a lot of urgency throughout the year, as far as like sitting guys, when the schedule called for it, how many teams in the West right now are looking at the standings and saying like, man, we could really use like two or three more wins than we have right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it now, Mm -hmm. but I honestly think that Denver and maybe Sacramento are the only, there might be another team that I'm forgetting. The only of the teams in the top 12, 13, those might be the only two teams that are looking at the standings right now and saying, we're good where we are. We, we won plenty of games. We, we, we've gotten everything we could out of this season, but I think for everybody else, it's so hard to not go back and look at like the game that the Pelicans lost to the Lakers where yes. Matt Ryan made the oh, miracle God. three. Sorry oh. to bring that up again. Yeah. But, Luckily, I mean, Graf won't hear this. Just, <laughs> just, just one example. I, I just think if you – this is the best example I've ever seen of a regular season where most of the teams have about 15 games left and you're like, man, just a couple wins could – could have put you, if you're in eighth right now, you could be in fourth if you had mm-hmm. won two more games. But I think it's going to make for such a fun final four-ish weeks of the regular season because some, some of these games have so much importance. Yeah, we were in 12th not that long ago. We were yeah. out of it a few days ago, yeah, Look, some And some of the teams in front of you are going to lose because this is a really, really volatile situation. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got teams who are jockeying for position, playing one another. Yes. And it means mm-hmm. something. You know, the only mm-hmm. team that might be able to exhale a little bit is Denver, which seems like they've got no you know interest in exhaling. Right. But everybody else is like, you know, I, I like to call it a knife fight, man. This is yep. up close and personal. This ain't, you know, this ain't from a distance. This is we're <laughs> up on each other and we got to go at it and, you know, see who survives this. And, and that's, you know, it's great as a fan to have all these games like that because they mean something. Because, you know, think about all the NBA seasons in the past where you get to this point. Yeah, and you've got oh, a ton of teams. Games. Yeah, you got a ton of teams not caring, mm-hmm. and yep. and the games mean nothing, and they're just going through the motions. And now you you're in this play-in situation. It's like, you know, was it a couple of years ago where LeBron was like, whoever came up with this, you know, they ought to be you know fired or whatever. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yes, it yeah. was. And then his ass wanted to get in. <laughs> so <laughs> yep. you know that's the way it goes because you know it's playoff basketball. You can call mm-hmm. it whatever you want to, but once you get in the dance, however you get in, then you take your chances. So. You know, I, I like this format. Me too. I love it. It's it's just like a little plinko ball. It's it's, it's another yeah. little joker in the deck, and it's fun. Uh, JD, man, we're so glad to have you back on the call, and we're going to see you tomorrow night against that pesky Thunder who's nipping at our heels. Uh, so we've got to hope to keep them in their place and then hopefully keep the Trailblazers in their place and then hopefully put the Lakers in their place, man. It's going to be a fun stretch with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad, man. It, I came back at, at the right time, you know, four straight home games mm-hmm. and, and four meaningful home games. So I'm looking forward to really you – know, I, I, I don't want to project ahead, so I ain't even going to say what I'm thinking. But I'm, I'm looking forward to the Pelicans really putting their best forward because they have to mm-hmm. and because these are teams they, they, they need to beat. They need to beat these teams. Absolutely. So do it for J.D. Pelicans. He will be on every home radio broadcast. Thanks for joining the podcast. JD. Thank you. Huge thanks to Mr. John DeShazer. Always a ray of sunshine when we need him most. And, man, I am feeling bright. Uh, look, man, we're hoping for the best with uh, with B.I.'s ankle. Our own Aaron Summers actually had the report that he was sort of waving off trainers when they tried to go to him. He was actually hopping on and up in the in the tunnel, so it doesn't seem like it's too bad. Let's hope that he can uh, he can roll with it. Two days off has been helpful. Fingers crossed. 
uh, man, it's it's uh, it's going to get interesting down this stretch here. Uh, am I the only one finding myself enjoying uh, the Dylan Brooks uh, heel turn? I, I don't know if it's just because it's it's directed at Draymond Green. I don't know if it's because everything is wrestling now and I don't take anything seriously. Uh, <laughs> but man, it's just been so hilarious between the pictures and the gifs of him and Draymond, the interviews with both of them. Yep. I'm enjoying it. As, as an outsider, <laughs> as, as a non-fan of either fan base, it's fun. You know what's funny, too? With some of these guys being close to the limit for how many technical fouls they have <laughs> yeah. before they get suspended, the Dylan Brooks, I think it was Draymond putting the ball in Dylan Brooks's face last night and both of them being... Dylan at, Brooks like he was trying to kiss him or something? Yeah. I don't know if it was... Intimidation, but sweet. It reminded me, this is going to be an old school analogy, but stick with me. Do you remember in the Rocky fight where at the end they punch each other and they both fall on the on the, yeah, t- yeah. On the mat and the ref is sweet counting them fly. out? It yeah. reminded me of that because it's like all of these instances where these guys that are close to the technical foul limit, we want them to all play each other, yes. all get technical fouls, all get suspended for the rest of the season. Get out of let's here. Let's have all these. Let's ha- There was the incident between uh, Luca and Devin Booker yeah. that caused a technical foul on Luca. Yep. I'm all for it. I think, yeah. you know, people are, I, I know, um, who was it? Uh, Fred Van Vliet had his little rant recently yeah. too and, about his text. Oh, it was Devin Booker talked about how people complain about how the players are too nice to each other oh, and they're yeah. all friends. Um, good smoke. So, so I love the idea of like, let's, let's bring all the smoke, especially yep. these guys that these other teams in the West where they have 15 technical fouls. Yes. Let's put them, let's have a steel cage match yes. where all of them get technical fouls. The tech dope. <laughs> And just have yes. them play it out, man. Yes, so I'm all for it. Not just because I like to see the intensity, but I want to see as many players get suspended that are key as possible. <laughs> see, Jim needs to run a network because these are the big ideas Next that level. people are missing. You know, yes. and, and look, it's been interesting to see the networks trying cool stuff. Uh, uh, ESPN for the last game against the Mavs, they had an all-women broadcast, and uh, that was for International Women's Day. And you know who we were going to do something for it on Wednesday, but who wants to hear two dudes? who are so generic, if you just Google dudes, Gemini's picture comes up. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Joe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. It's true. Jim has kidding. the throngs. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it's just, uh, we, we felt that it would be weird. But it was great to see Aaron Summers out there, you know, talking to Doris Burke, uh, Cassidy Hubberth, and Beth Mowens. Catch that interview. It's out there on social media. And uh, look, we were sort of talking about it earlier. Uh, everyone's sort of getting hobbled now. Zion maybe back in two weeks because at the end of March, this schedule is the meaty part. This is where we need to make our hey. End of this month gets a little rough because that ends with the Clippers, and then you start playing some. You play the Trailblazers again, all on the road that uh, stretch too. Yep, yep. and so it, it's gonna get a little tough, but that's right around the time that you may get some good injury report news again. Fingers crossed. This is the part of the schedule where we will see what we're made of. Jim, man, great gym interviews and a gym exclusive. What did the people do to deserve this? <laughs> well, thank you, Joe. And I think, honestly, the best part of that development was that it's easier to do those after a victory. So yeah, yeah. I can't make any promises, but I hope to have more gym exclusives and gym in gym interviews on Monday's show when we return to the podcast after. Yep what hopes to be a, what promises to be a a very important weekend and 
Hopefully after the Portland game, there will be more to talk about in the locker room after that. Absolutely. Win. Well, I think I, and I speak for all the Eichenhoff heads uh, when I say that I hope that we get more of that. Uh, oh, hey, also check out the Spanish broadcast. We now have a home Spanish broadcast on Tropical 105.7. Mario Jerez, Juan Carlos Ramos on the call. They bring a lot of energy to the call. So great for our Spanish-speaking community to be able to catch the home games on the radio here. Jim, let's go, man. I am ready for the home stretch. And tomorrow against Oklahoma City, I'm ready to roll, man. Uh, are your are your loins girded? My, I've girded my loins. They are very girded and ready to go. I mean, yes. this is this is huge. This is a this is a big weekend. Um, we'll see what happens with the Thunder. Uh, I think Portland went into the season saying. At the minimum, we have to make the play-in tournament. Not yeah. so sure that OKC had that in mind, but now that they're here, I, these are important games for them as well. Yeah. So this should be this should be really good. I think there'll be a ton of intensity. Might not be playoff level, but I think it's going to be pretty darn close, especially if Wednesday was any indication of what's in store the rest of the way. Thunder is dangerous. Uh, they remind me a lot of us. And then you're facing the Portland Trailblazers, who you know look like they're out of it now. They're sitting 13th, but Damian Lillard always makes them a contender. And unfortunately, we play them a bunch of times uh, down the stretch. And then uh, they're 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 sitting ninth, uh, right above us. Uh, if Casey didn't notice, I haven't been thinking about it at all at night. Um, so <laughs> we're finishing out the homestand there. Yes. So let's go, man. I'm 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 ready to roll, and I'm just glad that we get to have you in studio. Uh, pre and post game for some of these uh, radio calls because uh, man, it's just great to have Jim just around. I think all of you can agree. <laughs> well, well, thank you. I look forward to that as well. Uh, we got a little bit of a later one Saturday night, but I'm looking forward to joining you guys in the studio as well, and hopefully we'll have some good things to talk about. Absolutely. So caffeinate and join us, people. We are the Pelicans Podcast, presented by Seat Geek. Big thank you to. Mr. John DeShazer, Mr. Dyson Daniels, and Trey Murphy for joining Jim here and the podcast. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends and pals. Give us a little rating. We enjoy that stuff. We will talk to you once again on Monday. And until then... Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on pelicans.com the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I love how you hyped it, up, hyped it up so much as it was me. No one likes to talk about money. Am I saving enough? Can I buy a house? Am I paying too much in taxes? Will I be able to retire? What if you could unlock insights about your finances in less than five minutes with a clear picture of where you stand today and where your money can work harder? Now you can. Visit facet.com to take the free quiz and get your financial wellness score today. That's F-A-C-E-T.com. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. 
Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.